Hi. A game is a form that touches everything around us. We go to work and set ourselves the goal of reaching a higher career level to get an achievement. Scientists who create new inventions and make discoveries are players who work towards long-term goals by completing short-term and medium-term tasks. A musician creating a song follows the rules of the game. Today we will discuss what a game is, its principles and how to write good game design documentation. My name is Sergei Snigirev and this is a podcast 80 levels of game design. The definition of the term game as given by game designer Ian Schreiber and officially adopted by developers defines a game as a play activity with rules that involves conflict. Game design is the creation of the rules and content of a game. However, it's worth acknowledging that the concept of a game is deeper. In the simplest form, a game is a higher level activity. People play when they have already satisfied their primary needs. Initially, games were one of the first form of entertainment. We tend to think of it as a product, but we all play games daily. Games stimulate not only art, but also everyday life. Even when making a daily schedule, we solve a quest, choosing and organizing data. Our brain creates micro-goals and sets rewards. Upon achieving them, we experience a sense of satisfaction and pleasure. This is the game. A brain likes to play. It stimulates us to interact with the world through many games. First of all, games represent a safe and diverse form of leisure. In games, a person can be anyone. In just five minutes, you can learn to control a huge robot or a spaceship. Games stimulate the imagination. We've seen the world around us, but have yet to see the new, fictional world that the developer is ready to show us. The imaginary world is usually built on top of the real one, giving us a unique experience and, in fact, an extension of reality. A game is about overcoming artificial difficulties. People love to overcome challenges. We get satisfaction from it. That's why games contain challenges. The player gains experience and response to the challenge. Some like more complex challenges, while others prefer easy ones. Different genres satisfy the needs of different players. But the fact remains. Winning in a game is overcoming a challenge, our dopamine reward. One crucial element is storytelling. People love storytelling. The plot is one of the fundamental things that makes games laugh. Storytelling at the level of lore and setting presented through the environment exists even in casual games without a pronounced narrative. Games are a means of self-expression. Here, a person satisfies those needs that are not accessible in real life, becoming a wizard, an architect or even a god, expressing oneself through the given possibilities. One of the most essential elements of the first real game was socialization. Almost all ancient games were social. Take chess as an example. But modern games, even if they are not multiplayer, still have various social elements, such as achievements indicating the percentage of players who have them and various leaderboards. One way or another, the most popular modern games have elements of socialization. In all this, it's important to remember that games are always built on gameplay and governed by rules. That is, gameplay involves the player's engaged interaction with the game environment to achieve a result. 
The main goal of game design documentation is to convey to colleagues, developers, testers, artists, etc. how all the elements of gameplay work in the game. Here we finally come to the topic of documentation. Every documentation starts with an introduction, where the game designer describes what is known as the pitch. The pitch includes the vision of the game. It's important that you can articulate your vision not only through detailed descriptions, but also in very concise form. Imagine you are in elevator with your boss and have to push your idea through, but you only have 5 seconds. Focus on the fundamental idea, what makes your game unique, and find a solid foundation. This foundation should be understandable not only to you, but also to your colleagues. This foundation is the basic mechanics or setting familiar to any game developer. For example, you might say it's a farm simulator, but in the form of a clicker. It's a catchy description that your interlocutor will immediately try to visualize. Later in the documentation you will explain all the details, but the ability to compress your idea into an elevator pitch will be very useful to you. This is the thing I always start with when coming up with my game ideas. The vision of a game is its central part, the core idea that drives every aspect of development. It's about what the game wants to be. This division should be compelling and clear. It's a guideline for the entire development process. What do we need to form this vision? Where to start? Start by specifying the genre of your game. For instance, if you are developing a tactical RPG like Baldur's Gate, this sets enormous expectations for character development, story narrative and gameplay mechanics. Genre defines everything. Of course, you must understand that you should lower expectations if you are an independent developer with a small team or even working alone. Don't try to create something as complex as Baldur's Gate. Simplify, make your game more minimalist and use this as an advantage, focusing more effort on fewer elements. Define the setting, the central theme and the surrounding aesthetics. The setting can be anything, the post-apocalyptic desert of Mad Max or a space simulator. This will directly affect your story and environmental elements and allow you to develop corresponding mechanics and form features your unique elements. Describe your core mechanics. What are these? The basic mechanics that work in your game. This is the loop of actions that players will engage in repeatedly. No matter how complex or simple they are, the main thing is they should be interesting. The player will repeat these actions over and over. In the case of indie development, you can limit yourself to one main gameplay mechanic, deepening it during the walkthrough and making your core loop more branched. Example. In Heroes of Might and Magic, the core gameplay loop involves collecting resources, building castles, buying armies and waging battles. Think of a twist. What makes your mechanics different from others? For example, the game Lies of P heavily borrows mechanics from Sekiro and Bloodborne, but allows the player to craft unusual weapons. Their twist, the ability to combine handles and blades of weapons, giving the player a field for experiments. In addition to the main twist, there are usually many small so-called selling points in the game. These are unique mini-twists only for your game. In the case of Lies of P, this is the setting of puppets, changing from the lies and truths of the character and story, etc. Identify the target audience. Define 
who your game is for. Consider age, gaming experience and interests. This could be a narrow audience of players who love ultra-tough challenges or as broad as possible focused on casual mechanics. There is a big difference between the audience of Roblox and Elden Ring. Your game vision is more than a concept, it's a foundation. After you have answered all these questions, come up with a setting, main mechanic and twists and identify the audience and features of your game. Then you can proceed to the structure of the game design document. A well-structured game design document is essential for effective communication and organization of your game's vision and details. It serves as a roadmap for the development team, ensuring that all aspects of the game are clearly outlined and easily accessible. Begin your documentation with a table of contents. Highlight the main parts of which it consists. This provides an overview of the document's structure and allows readers to navigate to specific sections quickly. Make this with hyperlinks, it's so much easier. For example, you can have sections like battle mechanics, character design, level design, storyline, camera, power-ups and their mechanics, AI enemies, UI elements, etc. It should be listed in the table of contents for easy reference. It should contain all elements of your game. If new developers want to know about a game, you could show them your document and they will understand all. It could be more complex and depends on the specifics of your game, but with time you will flow in it. Typically at least half of a game designer's work involves documentation. Everything must be transparent, understandable, well-structured and illustrated with examples. Organize the document in a logical sequence. Start with the broad concepts like the game overview or pitch, then delve into specific details like level design and power-ups. Divide each significant section into subsections for detailed explorations. For example, in the AI enemies section, there might be subsections for each enemy, their mechanics and art references. Usually in large-scale development, each section requires several subsections. In developing casual or hyper-casual games, the game design documentation will be much smaller and sections can be self-sufficient without additional divisions. Employ clear headings and subheadings to show different topics and subtopics. Use larger font sizes for main titles and smaller ones for subheadings. This should make your document more readable. Highlight key points and marker words. This will make your document easier to perceive. Utilize points and numbered lists for easy-to-read presentation of features and requirements. I always split each section down into numbered bullet points. This allows you to separate one thought from another and divide the mechanics into their parts. You should stick with the following rules. Remember to write details on the core gameplay elements, controls and user interaction. Give references. Outline the narrative, character backgrounds and their roles in the game. Give references. Describe the visual style, art assets, music and sound effects. Give references. Explain the layout and design of the game's menus and other interfaces. Give references. Also, you can include information about the game engine, platform compatibility and technical requirements if you need it. But often it's not a necessary thing. A well-structured document is a tool of enormous value in the game development process. The game always starts with the game design document, make it great and you'll see problems with your game that you can fix before development. If I can choose the main section, 
it's the gameplay mechanics. The gameplay mechanics section is the core of your game design document. Here you describe the rules, player capabilities and all interactive experiences of your game. This section must be as detailed as it's possible. It is the basis of your game. In the age-old debate, what is more critical? Mechanics or story? Mechanics always win. Not because it is more important, but because due to poorly designed mechanics, the player simply will need help understanding your game and will abandon it before even getting to the brilliant narrative. Start by outlining the basic mechanics of your game. This includes how players move and interact with the environment. Basic stuff like running, jumping and power-up collection. Highlight any unique parts. Be especially careful if you introduce unusual mechanics that cannot be referenced. Think through all possible interactions and write them down point by point. Describe how players progress through the game. Do you have any levels in it? What challenges or enemies do they include? Make hyperlinks to other sections or subsections. Explain their reward system. What rewards do you have? What achievements or collectibles can the player earn? It could be new equipment and abilities or something else. Be careful here, your future balance can depend on this. Detail how players will interact with the game world. Are there puzzles, hidden areas or interactive objects? Here I made many links to other parts of the documentation. And I'm sure you will have a massive list of interactions here. Every interactive environment, from picking locks to engaging in dialogue with NPCs, could be very important. Of course, here we don't describe all the dialogues. We only indicate how the general mechanics of dialogues work. If your game includes dynamic or procedural elements, describe how this works. It's very complex, but sometimes it can decrease the development cost. Outline the different types of challenges player will face. Are they physical, intellectual or based on player choices? Here you can add links to other mechanics and illustrate it with the references. In the gameplay mechanics section, your game takes shape. It should be comprehensive and detailed. Remember, the more references this section is, the smoother the development process. The story and setting are as crucial as the gameplay mechanics in many games. This section of your game design document should paint a vivid picture of the narrative landscape, providing context and depth to the gameplay experience. As in the case of the primary document in this section, you need to start with a broad overview of your game's story. What is the central plot? Identify and detail crucial moments in the story. How do these moments drive the narrative forward and impact gameplay? Create detailed profiles for each central character. Include their background, motivations, strengths, weaknesses and role in the story. Describe how characters change and grow throughout the game. How do their experiences and interactions with the player? It should be a short biography as you know it as a developer. First, you create a plan. Then you split it into different parts. From what was unknown to the player at the start to what should be open later. Even if you don't have a narrative in the game, describe the world in which your game is set. What is its history, culture and physical landscape? It should have its history and mythology. Provide the historical backdrop of your game world. How does this history impact the current state of the world and the story? For example, the lore of Dark Souls is deeply embedded in its world with environmental storytelling. 
Also, you should work with crucial parts, except of narrative and mechanics, the art, models and sound of your game play a significant role in the overall experience. You need to describe the visual style of your game, and you need to include here as many references as you can. Quite often you can create a mood board. You need to choose graphics, tones and mood. Are you aiming for realistic graphics, pixel art or something else? Trust me, artists will greatly appreciate it if you provide plenty of references, describe the mood and give examples of specific games or artists you are inspired by. I write music and as a musician I'm interested in sound design for my games. When developing a concept I always answer the following questions. What's the overall tone? How does it complement the gameplay and story? Is it a sad story with minor piano or maybe it's a highly dynamic rhythmic game? Sound design is not so crucial at the start. Sometimes you'll get back to it after the prototype, but you must at least define the primary conception. And of course, the ending part of every document is the UI section. You need to describe the layouts of menus and other interfaces, include sketches or mockups, understand color and functionality. I always make prototypes for all the screens in the game. The main menu, the game screen, the bow screen, any possible pop-ups with pop-up messages, etc. Typically you will have at least 10 subsections for a casual game. For a high budget one, their number can be measured in hundreds. Then based on these prototypes, designers create the interface and developers design the functionality. Therefore, most of the interface must be worked out in advance and match the genre, mood and setting. Acknowledge that game design tools are highly important. Be prepared to revise sections based on feedback and new ideas. Keep track of different versions of the game design document. This helps in understanding the evolution of the game design. Also, after you make your first document, show it to your team and get feedback and ideas from all members. Different perspectives can enrich the game design, art style or structure. Schedule regular meetings to review and discuss the documentation after significant changes. Use clear, simple language, explain any technical terms or game-specific jargon. Use diagrams, sketches and charts to illustrate complex ideas. Be a leader who gets the opinions and visions of different team members in a common direction. Listen to the ideas of others. Many of the golden ideas during development come by chance from the various people involved. If you are developing a game alone, remember the importance of periodic feedback from your potential audience. Show someone a demo and adjust the design document based on the feedback. That's all for today. Thanks for listening.